Hello and welcome back to Stained by Grace. This is Elizabeth Hummer and I am so excited to be back here with all of you guys. I took a couple weeks, you could say months, off <laughs> um, and I was just really preparing my life and my little world for a new addition to our family and um, I'm just really excited to be able to come back here and share after focusing on some of the things that I felt like I need to focus on for that season. So for those of you who don't know me, again, my name is Elizabeth Hummer. I am a 25-year-old wife of six years. So if you do the math, I got married when I was 19. A mom of three little ones and... I am a just lover of empowering women in Christ. So I'm so excited that you have either found my podcast or you've chosen to, to join me in this. And I'm very much looking forward to this next little series that I'm going to go through. Uh, my first couple podcasts were simply just kind of presenting myself and sharing my story of how I even got to this place in my life. Some of the things I've learned and just really where my passion has come from in speaking and sharing and teaching and empowering and loving on women of, you know, all ages, but mainly focusing on young adult women as they're coming into their own and as they're learning who they are and what they want to do with their life and what their gifts are and what their passions are and, and how do those things come together uh, as they move forward in their journey in life and hopefully with Christ. Um, so this podcast is going to be the start of just a small um, a small little series. I'm going to be walking through a book called Ephesians. Um, it's in the Bible. But there's, you know, multiple little books. So I'm going to be walking through Ephesians. And I'm just going to really be talking a lot about what defines us. And not just as women, but as humans, as mothers, as wives, as a daughter, as a sister, as a friend. You know, what what defines us. But uh, really, who defines us? Um. So yeah, I'm going to jump right into this. So really, the title of this podcast is, you know, whose are we, but really, who am I? And as I, I, as I walk through this, I really would like for you to really start to define yourself. I want you to start thinking about the things that define you. You know, what are those things? I know for me, what are things that define me? Well, sure, I'm I'm a wife, but I'm a wife for somebody else. I'm a mom, but I'm a mom for my kids. I'm a, a friend, but I do that for, you know, you know, I'm a friend, sure. But who, who, what defines Elizabeth? What defines me? What defines you? What are things that make up the essence of who you believe that you are? Um, and as you start, you know, to maybe put those things down, like for me, I'm a, I'm a dancer. I love to dance as a form of worship for me. Uh, I love singing. I love it. That's kind of like a closet thing that people don't know about me. Um, but I have such a passion and such a heart for singing and specifically using that to worship the Lord in my life personally. 
Um, I love music. It's just everything about it. You know, so like find find those little things. I love baking. People don't know that about me very often either because I haven't baked often. <laughs> but um, I love baking. That's like something I used to be so proud of that I was such a good baker. You know, like just start to pick those little things out about yourself. Uh, and then I want you as you do that to think about why do these things define me? Why have I chosen these things and why do I believe they define me? Where have Where do these gifts and these passions that I have come from. Um, but really, as I was sitting down and, you know, looking at this, I, I'm going to call this season, this, excuse me, yeah, this uh, series that I'm going to go through in Ephesians, Let Me Be a Woman. And before you roll your eyes and go, oh my gosh, here we go, another person that's going to talk about how I need to be a woman and blah, 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 blah. The only reason I'm labeling it as that is because that's how I feel personally in today's world. In today's world, I feel like society is throwing so much at me of what I need to be. Uh, I mean, I could start listing things. They're a little controversial. And, you know, maybe you agree with that. That's totally fine. I'm okay with you disagreeing. Like, this is not a... Uh, This is not a place to cause division or arguments. This is a place just to share some things that I have learned, some opinions, and and really just to learn and to grow from. And and if you hear something that you're not comfortable with or that you maybe don't agree with, then really go and investigate that for yourself. Get into the Bible and read about whatever I'm going to be maybe talking about or, you know, reach out to me. I'd love to have a conversation with you if you have questions. Uh, You know, so in a world where... I feel like I'm being told what I need to be and told what I need to accept and all of these things. The cry of kind of my heart right now is just let me be a woman. Let me be who I was created to be. And again, you may not agree with that viewpoint, but then again, I can say that because I know what I was created to be. And I don't just know what I was created to be. I know who created me. And I know whose I am. And I think many times, though, I do forget and I have to remind myself. And I don't know if as you're listening to this, if you, you know, kind of started listing off things that you know define you and why. My question is, do you know who created you? A lot of people can say, yeah, sure, I know. Jesus, God. You know, you may have different viewpoints of who created you. Um, but unless you know who you were created by and why you were created, but you can't believe in those things unless you believe in the one that created you. Unless you believe in his purpose of why he created you. And so before I really get into the rest of this series and talking about, you know, just letting me be a woman, how does that define me? You know, what's, what, what role then is my role? Where am I at in that role as I'm walking, you know, through my journey? Before I get into all those, I really want to start with the heart of the matter of before you can find those purpose, the purpose and the passions in your life, before you can define yourself before you can really find that fulfillment 
in what God created you to be, you have to know whose you are, but then you have to, how do you know if you're actually his? Because unless we accept and re-surrender this life we've been given over to our creator, we will never truly walk in the promises and the purpose that we were given in this life. You know, when I, I think of who I am and whose I am, the words that come to my mind are, I'm a child of God. I'm a, I'm a daughter of the Most High. My favorite thing is I'm chosen. That brings me such comfort and such peace and such joy in my life to know that I'm chosen by my God. I'm chosen by my creator. That my creator doesn't make broken things. That my creator doesn't make deformed things. That in his eyes, I'm perfect. In his eyes, I'm a masterpiece. To be chosen to me means to be loved. To be seen as valuable. To be a treasure of God. I think oftentimes, we, many of us women, and maybe you can relate to this and you can't carry a little girl complex around. You know, we ask many of the same questions without getting the answer. Some of those questions can be, am I wanted? Am I good enough? God, you made me, but do you see me? Do you know me? I myself have asked those questions before too. Those are questions I know the answer to because I've been given the opportunity. I've, I've had the grace and the mercy in my life to be able to accept God's free gift of his salvation. I've been redeemed. I've been chosen by God. Ephesians um, talks a little bit about this. Uh, So Ephesians 1, I'm going to start at verse 3. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ Jesus with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. All right, I want you to listen to this. Verse 4. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him, we have redemption 
through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us and all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven, and things on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, were sealed with him. You were sealed with with the promise holy spirit who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory that's ephesians 1 verses 3 through 14 but i just want to go back to this verse 4 even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him and in love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons, or you can put in there, as daughters through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. I don't think there's anything quite as beautiful as reading those words. That before the foundation of the world, he chose me. That in love... He chose me, his Hesed love. He looked on me and he said, You are wanted. You are enough. And I see you. I see you because I know you. I see you. All of the things that maybe you think make you unworthy. All the things that you look in your own heart and say, well, I don't know if I believe this. I don't know if I believe that you're God. He, he sees all that. He knows us. And yet he still chose us. And... For me, when I have that cry of let me be a woman, it's not because I want to sit here and talk about, oh, here's how you need to act if you are a woman in God. No, that cry is let me be who God created me to be. Let me be the person that he chose. And that just happens to be a woman. Because that's what he created before the foundation of the world. He looked at me. He looked at you. And he created you. He chose you to be who you are. And he does not make broken things. And I don't know if you know this God that I'm talking about. I think many of us have come 
through our own experiences, through our own hurts, through our own pain, have come to know a different kind of God than what is described in Scripture. I know for a long time the God that I knew was someone I felt I could never be worthy of. I could never obtain whatever it was that he was giving me. And it wasn't a gift. It was something I had to perform for. I had to perform for the love that he wanted, that he had. I had to perform for his blessings in my life. I had to perform to be able to earn his promises that he puts in scripture. That was the God that I had come to know. I know some have that, ex- that same experience. And if I can speak to that, this is a little uh, expert I wrote in my journal just a few days ago. I didn't even realize that this is where my, my mind was still at, that I still battled with this. But this tells you who God truly is and not the God that I was serving says you came and destroyed this idea of a performance-based gospel. You reduced it to nothing. Performance-based religion is a fear-based life. It's the very opposite of faith. It is a tool that the devil uses to defile the purity of your love, of your salvation, to cast a shadow on your beauty and on your sacrifice. I can never outperform my sin. I can never outperform my weaknesses and my downfalls. I must simply have enough faith to believe that you are who you say you are. And that I am forever forgiven, wanted, loved, and chosen by you. God created us. We are his idea. I read that in a book once, and it's so simple, but yet to me it was so profound. Because it reminded me that I don't have to live in shame. I don't have to live in guilt I don't have to live with anxiety of needing to earn, of needing to perform for love. Sadly, I, I grew up with that mentality that I had to perform in order to be loved. I don't know if you might have had that same experience and maybe you, you haven't. Maybe you've had a different experience. Whatever that is, I want you to think about it now. I want you to think about what is... What is it this anxiety? Is this performance? Is it shame? Is it guilt? Whatever it is, I want you to stop and think about the fact that God created us and that we are his idea. And we are perfect. We are exactly how he envisioned us. So I want to go back to that 
Who, who are you? What are the things that make you up? Why do you believe those things to find you? Do you know who created you and why? But don't, do you, not just that you know that, do you believe in that? Do you believe in the God that created you? Do you believe in the purpose that he has for you? And here's my other question is, do you know God? And are you known by him? Are you identified as a child of God? Or do you simply just know that he created you? You know, we all know, most of us, I believe, know, you know, the Christmas story of how God sent his only son as a baby onto this earth. Born of a virgin. But I, I wonder if some of us truly understand the magnitude of what was given up if we really know that what God did at the cross and why if we truly have experienced that love and that redeeming of him and I don't know I don't know where you are right now in your walk with God I don't know if you are able to just rest in his salvation and the fact that he came to this earth with the sole purpose of dying on the cross to save us from our sins. But I want you right now, if you've not ever chosen to surrender your life to God and to fully accept that you're his child and that you were created by him for a great purpose. If, if you've never felt worthy of that, if you maybe have just run from it because you're not quite sure if that's real, you're not quite sure if If he's truly a God that loves you. Wow. It's, you can say it's a hard thing to explain, but for me, if I look at my only son, who is literally my only son, I could never give him up for the, the sins and the crimes of somebody else to forgive them. I could never give him up and allow him to die in the stead of somebody else only a God who loves us abundantly is willing to do that only a God who can truly show us that hesed love that long-suffering faithful steadfast love and so I just want to create kind of an altar call right now wherever you are where whatever place you are in your walk with God if you feel him tugging at your heart to say hey I created you I love you I chose you will you now choose me if you've come to a place where you realize your sin and your 
new need for God to realize that with, I, I can't live this life without him, that I need him. Oh, how I, I need the Lord. Or if you are someone that's been saved, whether in childhood or as adults, and you've kind of just wandered away, you've forgotten whose you are. You've forgotten the love of God and what he sacrificed for us and what he's called us on this earth to do. Right now, wherever you are, I just want you to bow your heads and and pray and surrender that. If that's something that you want to do, rededicate your life to God, resurrender your life to God. Get on on your knees before him and just say, God, I need you. Please forgive me. Lord, I want you to come into my heart to purify it, to take these sins. You already took them on the cross. You already forgave my sins, past, present, future. You've already looked at me and said, I am worthy of being your child. God, please, I accept that free gift and I surrender my life in return. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for the price that you paid, for the sacrifice that you gave, or that you suffered and you died on the cross for me. Or that no matter what I can do, no matter what I do, I am forgiven, I am loved. And I'm chosen. And in in return of accepting this free gift of your salvation, your love, of your redemption, Lord, I surrender my life. I give my life to you as an offering. Lord, please come into my heart. Please purify my heart. Please mark me as a child of God. And Lord, I just pray for anyone who may have said that prayer, for anyone who may have rededicated their life to Christ, may have found you today and truly experienced your love and understanding your love for them. Lord, I just pray that you would just give them that beautiful joy and that beautiful peace that comes with your salvation. I pray that you give them the courage to stand up and to quickly move on from here and to tell someone of the decision that they made. Lord, that you would just bless their life. We just praise you and we thank you for that salvation. Lord, I love you. We love you. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you did make that decision, I encourage you to reach out to me and to tell me, please. I would love, I would love to hear from you. And I encourage you to go and tell someone close to you that decision that you made. Tell them about the love of God in your life. I hope that this message blessed you. I hope that it uh, just encouraged you. And I look forward to continuing from here on out and uh, to going through this series in Ephesians. 
about who we are, whose we are, and how we're defined, and what role is it that we have by being redeemed by God. What, what is our next steps from here? So I love you guys, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. All right, thank you.